Here we go. Welcome everyone to today's Scaling with People podcast. I'm super excited to have Nicole Mace here with me. She's dedicated her life to designing online systems and empowering others to spread their wisdom to the world. She first started as a junior high educator, God bless you for that, holy cow, (laughs) as well as an instruction designer, turned her passion into developing digital courses and learning systems to support the educators of the business world, coaches, as well as consultants. Now she's an online entrepreneur since 2016 and is an online operation and digital program strategist and consultant. She designs and develops systems to streamline and automate processes, creating premium client experience and productive online teams. So your business is all about system customization to ensure your clients have everything successful. You know that it's not a one fits all approach or one size fits all approach. Welcome, Nicole. So happy to have you on today's call. Thanks so much, Genevieve. I love um, being here. Really excited to talk about this. We were talking before we hit record and we love all things systems and we understand the power of them. So it's really excited to chat about it and see how we can help others. It's so true. I'm definitely a nerd when it comes to my HR uh, tech stack for sure. I think anyone that interacts with me knows that if you get me started, I will go on for hours. (laughs) Hey, we had to pull back a little bit. The nerd comes out. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, talking um, about scaling people through systems and processes, what what do you find is the number one reason why hiring doesn't work the first time for some of our founders and CEOs out there? Yeah, absolutely. I find when I'm working with leaders, entrepreneurs, um, that they are coming from a space of usually overwhelmed. And the first thing they think is, okay, it's time to hire. I need help. Or maybe they have a couple people on their team and they're ready to expand. And what I'm coming to hear is the same story over and over again, where they hire too soon. They are wanting help. But when that person joins their team, they actually don't know exactly what that person should be taking off of their plate. They don't have enough clarity and confidence in how to support that person. And so that person being added to their team actually just adds to their own workload. And they find after a couple months that this really isn't what they wanted it to be. Maybe the other person that they've hired is also feeling frustrated. And so I find that the number one reason why hiring doesn't work out um, is because they don't have systems in place for that person to come and take over. So they're executing in a way that is how it should be for that business. Every business has its own personality especially that owner who has spent time building up that brand and that reputation, they have certain ways that they want things done. And if you don't have a system and processes around it, not enough clarity there, no one's going to be able to execute to that standard. I think that's such a key like call out right there, especially when it's your first hire, maybe it's your first two, three, four hires, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're looking not only for someone to take on certain tasks off your plate, but you're also looking for someone who is going to continue to be the same spokesperson and doing the same branding, has that same level of commitment, which is very hard to find in when it's not your business, right? The CEO level commitment is, you know, it's a baby. I need to make sure I feed it and take care of it and keep it alive as an employee, yeah. even employee number one. Right. You don't have that same buy-in. You don't have that same um, sense of like, oh my gosh, got to keep this thing alive. So I think that's really important when you think about your first hire. What is it that you really need them to accomplish? One of the tools I like, and maybe you use this too, is that 
think about like write all the things you do down and circle the ones that are like what brings you joy and what yeah. you're good at yeah right mm-hmm. two key things and what are the things that you didn't circle that's where you need to start hiring people absolutely and before you hire them now that you've identified those things what are about those things are most important to you? And how do you know that they're going to be successful? So do you have metrics around it? I'm sure you and I can go on and on about metrics and how to how to measure things for success and what indicators need to be there. But also that new hire needs to know those metrics. What does success look like, you know, two weeks in, 30 days in, 60 days in? And how do they know that they have questions about what's what they're doing if they don't know what success even looks like to start with? That's so true. So talking about metrics, the power of systems to support your people. How is it that you come into an org, especially if it's a CEO, maybe with one or two people, maybe not, and how do you help them through understanding the the system process? And, uh, and it may not necessarily be like you need to go buy a CRM tool. Yeah, it's yeah. Systems in regards to processes, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So first thing I um, usually go into is is talk about, like you said, what do they love to do? What lights them up? What do they wish they could spend all day doing? And that usually is in the creative space. They want to be able to serve their clients however they do so and be able to create new things for their business. So then we start talking about, okay, let's identify your business engine is what I call it. So there are like seven key components in a business, especially consulting and coaches who's who I support mostly and how they actually keep their business going. And this starts from, you know, how do you create awareness? How do you nurture your relationships? What do your sales look like? So then we dive into each one of those concepts and think about, okay, do you have a consistent way to execute these things? And if you don't, let's identify your ideal way to do that um, and then build a system around that. So we really get focused on what's most important, that kind of 20, 80% rule, right? What is the 20% that's actually driving your business? Focus on that and only that. And that's where your systems are being developed so that you're able to move from a person-based business to a system-based business. Once you have a system and a documented process around that, that's when you can hand it off. So we really just try to hone in on what's most important, and especially someone coming from the outside view. I can, I'm not so much in the weeds where I can take a step back with you and have you look from a bird's eye view and determine what are those seven components? What are the 20% that's actually driving someone through that pipeline of your business engine? And let's start developing processes around that. And I bet it really helps coming from the outside world. And, you know, you're, you're working in industries and, and CEOs that are in areas that you have no experience in, for yeah. chance. And probably that gives a lot of great freedom uh, for the CEO to really have like a very high aha moment with you talking through things. There's no, there's not going to be any judgment like, oh, I know how you should be doing this. Like, because you're not off. here as yeah. an outsider, right? Of like, yeah, trying not- to help them kind of hear what they're saying and then mirror it back to them in a way that then can be productive. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not a business coach. I'd, I'd say that up front, that they are the owners of their business. And I also want them to be the owners of their system. So it's really uh, my side of the house is more coaching them through identifying what are those key components in their business. And if that thing left, would they have a hole in essentially their like business engine, their pipeline? Um, so yeah, it's actually really fun. I take a lot of this experience, I think from working with 
um, in the higher education realm where I was partnering with brilliant professors in Ivy League colleges. And they have such great knowledge in this one space. And my job as an instructional designer was to pull out that knowledge and make it in a compre- put it in a comprehensible way that you know a student can learn. So I definitely use a lot of that questioning techniques um, to streamline and focus on concepts. That's great. So for the audience here, could you give us three tools that you would recommend and make just making small baby steps towards optimizing uh, their their team, especially with a lot of these startups that can be remote teams? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first thing that I always see when I go into an organization, when I'm speaking to a CEO is, do you have an operational hub? And some people that just me like a project management tool and that my favorite one is ClickUp because it truly is an app that includes all the other apps. There's no, um, when you're in that uh, application ClickUp, you have so many tools at your helm that you're not having to uh, piecemeal together other applications and tools to have your remote team working um, in a comprehensive, fluid way. So my first tool, I say, okay, we need an operations hub. My suggestion is ClickUp. And if they're already using a project management tool, we then do an, an analysis of, is this tool serving you and your team? The whole point of having an operations hub like ClickUp is the fact that it needs to be transparent. You need to have everyone in their live and everything that they need to get their work done also needs to be lived in that tool. So transparency on what you're doing, who's doing what, how things are getting done, what's the timeline, what are the priorities, what's going on every day, day to day, and also be able to pull metrics and reports from that so you can make sure your operations are up to speed. So that's probably my number one tool is Operations Hub as ClickUp. The second tool I would recommend is if you have a team that's bigger than, I would say, five, you want to look at a tool that's going to help you document your processes and your systems and plan for the future. So my favorite tool is called Trainual. It's a combination of training and manual in one. Um, Think about um, if you ever were in working in a corporate office or any kind of office that had like the the shelf of all the SOP binders that were dusty and no one ever looked at. (laughs) So think about that for the digital age. It is a digital um, SOP binder that's highly dynamic and you can assign people to certain processes. If anything updates in that process, a template changes, a link changes, a rule changes. That person that that has been assigned to that, anyone who's been assigned to that process will be updated and they are held accountable to know what that new change is. So that that is, yeah, like the transparency across how your business works there is is held to a high standard when you're using a tool like Trainual. Now, have you seen that uh, be successful as the company grows 20, 50, 100, 200, et cetera? Or is it really meant for small, you know, less than 20 people? Yeah, no, I've seen that tool um, expand so much where actually a business is able to scale much faster when they're utilizing a tool like that because they can start hiring people with integrity and those people have clarity around how they need to serve best. Um, And then they are able to to skyrocket and grow bigger and actually move up in their business. And now they're creating trainual processes for the person that used to replace them. Or instead of wearing multiple hats, they're able to hire other people that, you know, can wear one hat at a time and do it really, really well. So yeah, trainual can scale quite a bit with a large, large team. I know there are universities that are now using it. 
Oh, wow. That's great. Well, I'm definitely writing notes on that one for sure. Because yeah. I think a lot of my clients could be using that one. Absolutely. Right, you, you got one more left that you could go okay. ahead. <laughs> so my next favorite tool I will say is if you are a solo printer or you're looking to have a VA um, or you have, you know, a couple different con contractors that you're wanting to use, um, I the first system that I help uh, systemize for solopreneurs is usually their sales system because it's a business. We want to make sure that sales is the easiest part of running your business. So my favorite CRM for a solopreneur is called HoneyBook. HoneyBook um, is a place where you can capture leads, you can connect with people, you can send smart files that are interactive. People can get your custom proposal, sign the e-contract, and do a payment all from one email. So making sure that the easiest part of your business is for someone to say yes in working with you that's what I love to do. And that's actually a service I provide called the Sweet Sales System with HoneyBook, which is a custom build out of using that tool and leverage the heck out of it. Oh, that's great. I love that. And why do you say it's only really good for solo entrepreneurs? Well, I will say that it is great unless you have, well, you can add um, team members to HoneyBook that can actually take some manual tasks off of your plate. Although there's not a lot of manual tasks and you're able to uh, automate some things in HoneyBook. But if you're getting to a point in your business where you have a sales team, then you'll want to move to a platform like HubSpot. HubSpot is really for those uh, organizations that are starting to curate a sales reps and a sales team. If you're not at that point, HubSpot is going to be way too expensive and complex for you. Um, and that is what HoneyBook is more for. If you are still the person that's doing the main selling, uh, then you're going to want to leverage this this tech and this platform to do a lot of the selling for you. That's great. I appreciate that. I hope the rest of the audience got something, a nugget out of one of those three. I know I certainly did. So, um, so where... Do you start when you're working with a business and in, in regards to like, where do you start in systemizing a business? Yeah. Um, so I touched on it a little bit before, but what I like to do is go up 30,000 feet and identify that business engine and talk about how do strangers find you? That's awareness. How are you? What are you doing to nurture them? What are you doing to show that there's opportunities to work with you and how you actually serve others? How does your sales look? How does your client onboarding look? Then we look at how do you deliver your services or your project management components. And then we talk about offboarding and how you can do the whole thing again and keep that momentum going. So taking that high level approach is where I always start. Um, but like I also mentioned, if you don't have a system in your business that makes it really easy for someone to raise their hand, sign on the dotted line and pay you the sales component, you are losing money right now. So I will say we identify what your entire business engine is. And if you don't already have a sales system in place, that's the first place I'm going so that you can keep money coming in the door as we work out all the other systems. I love it. That's great. Well, this has been so fun. To, I like, like we said earlier, we could geek out and talk about systems all day long, but recognize the audience needs to uh, carry on with their business. Is there any last words of wisdom or that you'd like to share with the audience today? Yeah, I will say that if you are feeling the pressure of I'm just barely having enough time and energy to keeping my business going and you're waiting for like a quiet period in your business to then work on your business and build those systems, um, it's not coming. 
<laughs> so I would encourage you to take small bites of your business and think about, is there a way that I could at least, number one, document what I'm doing? If it's a process you do more than three times in a month, document it, record it on a video, um, and see if that is one of the first things that you can hand off your plate. Systemization happens over a period of time, but it will never happen if you don't start and you will always be trapped in that survival mode. It's uh, the same problem that every hiring manager has. You want to hire, you need to hire because you need more support, right. but you don't have the time to do the interviews, pick the candidate and onboard them. It's this really awful just circle of life, right? And to, to just take that moment of recognizing, I can just put 10, 20% more of my time to this. That's I'm right. actually going to get 50% or 30% back in the yes. long run, right? Yeah, so it's, it's Pushing yourself to go a little extra so that you can give yourself that break, um, you know, when you need it in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. So I tell my clients that it's, you've got to think about moving yourself from being busy to being the boss. Are you a master web designer or are you running a web design business? So yeah, so it's, it's a mindset shift for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I, when I first started my business, kept asking myself, is this how I should be spending my time? Mm, yeah. As a, if you as an entrepreneur are listening and you're not asking yourself that, my recommendation, my nugget to you is ask yourself that every day when you're doing something. It might be something you thoroughly enjoy. Right. It might be filling your enjoyment bucket, but is that the right thing at the moment for the business? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's not always about you now. It's now it's about <laughs> the business. And also CEOs, your job is to build systems. I think a lot of people forget that is that your job is to build systems so that you can have people in your business to help make it thrive. So that that's part of your job. <laughs> that's a really great point. That's a great call out. Well, thank you, Nicole. Really appreciated your time. And I hope some everyone listening got some nuggets out of today's conversation and information about Nicole. She's offer, also offering a sweet deal for you all. Uh, go, there is a code G2HR at the bottom of the link that you can use on her website to get 20% off the sweet sell system with HoneyBook. So if you're definitely a solo entrepreneur or maybe a, a team of one or two, three people, uh, check that out and get the support from Nicole to help grow your business. Thanks, Nicole. What a wonderful time. I yeah, enjoyed having you so much. I really appreciate it. Great chatting with you.